Welcome in, friends. This is Josie, your host for the Living in Hope podcast, where we are bringing you a dose of hope with each episode. I'm excited for you to hear today's chat. With us today is Emily, who is sitting down to the table with a couple of our pastors here at Camino Chapel for a Q&A time on the subject of prayer. What a great subject to unpack. Let's be real for a second. I think we've all had a moment, maybe even a long season, of not feeling connected to God when we pray. Or maybe we've had moments where we feel like our prayers aren't heard or answered. Prayer can seem mysterious, maybe even out of reach. Am I doing it right? Maybe I should just leave it for the pastors to do. Well, if that's you, you are not alone, my friend. And I hope this conversation will bring you some encouragement in your efforts at connecting with God. So grab a cup of coffee or get your tennis shoes on for a walk as you listen, and let's join their conversation. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Living in Hope podcast. I'm Emily, and I am so excited because today I get to facilitate another pastor's Q&A. This has been um, probably one of the most popular uh series on the podcast so far with um, asking our pastors different questions. We've had talks about the end times and about the Bible, and you guys all just seem to really enjoy um, getting to ask the pastors questions about different things that matter to you. And so today we're going to talk about prayer. This is something that, um, especially through the last um, year and a half of lots of things going on has been something on my heart and on many people's hearts as well. And so I'm really excited to be sitting here with Pastor Mike Brazil and Pastor Mitch Mitchell, and we're going to talk about prayer today. So welcome, guys. Well, thank you. Good morning. Thanks, Emily. Good morning to you. So glad you guys are here. Um, So you both have been on the podcast before, but would, would you mind doing a quick introduction for me just in case nobody's met you before or has heard from you before in the sure. podcast? Sure, sure. Well, my name is Mitch, Pastor Mitch, and uh, I'm married to Berna. We have uh, two grown children. Jessica is married to Bjorn, and Austin is married to Emily, and we have, most importantly, five adorable grandchildren uh, scattered all over the place. But yeah, I, I work in the area of outreach and missions here at the chapel. That's awesome. And I'm Pastor Mike Brazil. My wife is Kathy. We have uh, four kids and nine grandkids, kind of scattered all around the country as well. Uh, been in ministry a lot of years, but been here at Camino Chapel and Camino Island for the le- past three years. And uh, love it. I'm the Connection Pastor, and so I have uh, Sunday school, salt groups, uh, the front-end ministries such as greeting and ushers and safety team and latte stand and all of that good stuff, all the fun stuff. That's awesome. So glad you guys are here. So let's just go ahead and launch right into our questions. This is going to be really fun. I'm excited to see what you guys have to say. I'm excited for my own heart for some of these questions too, because it's going to be fun. But okay. So the first question I have for you guys is um, talking about prayer. What do you think is the biggest thing that stops people from praying? What would you say is the biggest hindrance for people? Mm. Well, I guess the first thing I would want to say on this very important subject, I think one day when we all get to heaven, Emily, and we're going to look back upon our vapor, because that's what James calls our life here on earth, a vapor, I think we're going to find out, my goodness, look at the difference, heaven's side of life, the upside of life. Look what our prayers bought us when we were on earth. Look at the difference that my prayers when I was on earth, look what it yielded 
and we'll think to ourselves, my goodness, why didn't I pray more? But to ask, uh, to answer your question, um, I think the first, I would say first, Emily, is that there is a spiritual dimension uh, of praying that sometimes uh, not only our flesh, but I think even there's a spiritual dimension of even Satan himself does not like it when we create the spiritual discipline of, of, of prayer. So I think we have to make sure we say that right from the, the top of the discussion is that maybe, just maybe one of the big reasons why it's so hard to create that discipline of prayer is because Satan doesn't like it when we step into his domain. He hates it. But for sure, there's the elements of time. Um, it does take time to develop that discipline of prayer, like Bible study and other things. So those are some things that would you know jump off the page to me as I think about why is it so hard to pray? Sometimes when you don't want to pray, it's the very time that you need to be praying. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of times people don't fully understand God. Their relationship is not that close to him. They assume he's too busy, that he's too great to take time for their specific problems or issues. Uh, he's not interested in them, that they're not worthy, uh, that there's sin that keeps them from God wanting to... Um, to be close with them. And that's all not true. God says he knows the number of hairs on our head, which is insignificant. Who, what does that matter if we have 10,000 or 50,000 hairs on our head? But he knows the exact number. So uh, just knowing who God is, is important for the prayer person. Uh, and they can bring all of their concerns to him. He does care about our lives. He cares about our eternal destiny. He cares about our situation today. Mm. That's awesome. I love that. You know, I think sometimes too, Emily, that when there is a, a block, a blockage between us and God, and we know it is sin. I know in my own life, if there's a loss of fellowship between uh, God and myself, because I, I have just sin in my heart, I've thought of something or I've done something or I, I haven't done something, but I know that I have not, I'm out of step with God. Mm. Sin sometimes can keep us from having an intimate relationship with God and our prayer life really suffers. That's the last thing. I mean, it's like trying to hold hands with your wife and fighting at the same time. It's so hard to do, you know? Yeah. So when there is something between God and us, that is make, makes it, that's an obstacle. It's so hard. I liken it one time I was, I was washing my car uh, and Berna came into the driveway and didn't see the garden hose. And she parked right on my garden hose when I was washing the car. And, you know, all of a sudden, no pressure. And that's how it is when there's sin in our lives. We don't have that flow of fellowship, so to speak, with God. And that the, wanting to pray to God, that's the last thing I want to do if there's sin in my life. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's awesome. Thanks, you guys. Um, so our next question is, when it feels like prayers aren't being answered, how do we know that God's listening? Well, once again, he, he loves us tremendously. He's developing his people to live for all of eternity with him. So he wants us to get life right here on earth, our relationships with him, our relationships with each other, 
Um, there's a great passage in uh, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. It says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So right there, he's encouraging us to come to his throne boldly, uh, not with arrogance, not with pride, uh, but boldly, the bold part meaning that we know that our Heavenly Father has swung open the doors, he's allowed us to come in, uh, his son came to earth, lived a life uh, alongside us, humani humanity, he laid aside his Godhead, uh, he still was 100% God throughout uh, his life here on earth, but he wanted to experience um, a human body. And so when we come before him now, uh, we don't have a high priest that can't uh, associate or affiliate with our, our lifestyles and our the demands on our life. He lived it. He lived among people. He lived among sinful people. And he was in uh, all points uh, tempted. So he was in a body that could have sinned. He chose not to. He, he doesn't have that character. But he did have uh, a human body that was capable of sin. He did not sin, though, but he understands our temptations. So when we come to him and we failed or we are tempted, he does understand our weaknesses, and uh, he, he does want to give us help in time of need. Mm, good stuff. I was just thinking as you're talking there, Mike, you know, many times I have prayed a specific prayer, and hindsight, later down the road, I'm thinking, well, thank you, Lord, for not answering my prayer the way mm. I wanted. I thought I was so smart. Mm -hmm. I thought I needed this or I needed that. But in your sovereign, wise ways, you knew what was best for me. Sometimes God's answer is yes. And sometimes God's answer is no. And sometimes God's answer is not now. Mm -hmm. And right. uh, I'm just so glad that God is wise enough to not always give me what I think sh the answer to my prayer should be. I love right. that. I've had, I've had those same kind of moments too where... I thought I wanted something or I thought that I was supposed to have something and then later been so thankful that God didn't give me the thing that I thought I wanted. So. Yeah, like a little little child, you know, please, I, I want that chocolate malt so much. No, if you eat that chocolate malt at this time, right before bed, you're going to have a stomach ache. Oh, but I want it, I want it. And uh, sometimes what we want isn't what's best for us. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Okay, next question. Uh, is there a specific way that we should pray? Um, thinking about, like, should we pray with our eyes closed? Should we always end our prayers in, in Jesus' name? Should we pray in a certain order, like thankfulness first? Or is there a certain ways we should? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Mike. You know, first of all, we need to come with a right heart. He knows the outcome already. He knows before you ask what you have need of as well. So yeah, coming coming boldly, that's one part of it, uh, with, a, with a confidence that he's invited us in, first of all. Uh, but a right heart, a right attitude, if we are doing it for selfish reasons, if we are doing it for wrong motivation, uh, so that right heart is everything. If we pray according to his will, then he hears our prayer and he, he answers us. So... Uh, Praying according to his will is a big one. Uh, having a right heart is also huge. You know, I think some of my most intimate times of prayer have been just going down the road 
driving my car, driving my truck and on a country road and talking to God? You know, the simple answer is no. There, you don't have to close your eyes to pray or kneel or, you know, you can just, well, prayer is just talking to God. I, you know, I always like that acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. Um, I remember as a young Christian, I didn't know how to start this prayer thing in my life. Um, I thought it was reserved for the clergy or somebody that was more spiritually mature than me. You know, it couldn't be for me. And uh, they explained to me Acts, A-C-T-S, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. That last letter, supplication, is not a word that we use in our English vernacular. I'll get that to that in just a second. But it, it helps to create a stillness a focus. Cause sometimes when I start praying, you know, 30 seconds into my prayer, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to be doing that afternoon instead of right. <laughs> thinking about, I'm talking to God here, but a stands for adoration. First of all, ta- seeing him as who he is. He is the God that made it all. He's the God that started my heart beating. He's the God that took care of the tides in the night, pushing the water out and in while I slept. I adore him because of his character and spend time praying, God, thank you for your, your, just your immutability, your patience, your love, your mercy, and all those wonderful, delicious words that we can use to try to describe how awesome he is. T, excuse me, uh, C is confession. As I mentioned earlier, first John one nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. It's hard to have an open dialogue with God. If I know in my heart, there's an obstruction. So C is confession. T is thanksgiving. That's an easy one. I sometimes want to run there too fast because there's so much we can just thank God for, especially his son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the letter S is supplication. Uh, it's a word that's not found very many times. Paul uses it in Philippians 4. Um, but a supplication is basically asking God on behalf of someone else. Lord, today I I ask you to watch over my brother Mike as he's driving to Seattle today with his family. Keep him safe. You're making a request of God. So that little word, Acts, has really helped me and others over the the years to to stay on track when you're talking to God so your mind doesn't drift. I love that because you're right. It's so easy when we're praying, especially if... uh, we're in the midst of our busy life and there's things happening around us or we have other things going on. It's so easy to start praying. And then, like you said, 30 seconds later, you're thinking about, well, what do I need to do? What's on my to-do list? What needs to be accomplished today? Being able to still our hearts before the Lord and um, speak to him intentionally is really, it's really helpful to have a tool for that. I think one thing that prevents people from praying as frequently as they could and should is that they maybe feel like it's a formal thing. I'm coming before God, and therefore I need to... I'm not in a right mind frame right now, or I'm busy driving, or I'm frustrated, or uh, I'm angry. Something's blocking them from feeling like they can come to God. That's probably Satan lying to you, because God is ready to hear from you while you're driving, with your eyes open. I don't know of any case in Scripture where it talks about somebody's eyes being closed during prayer. So we're to pray without ceasing, meaning have an attitude of prayer. Even if you're not in prayer, you're just, the conversation with God is an ongoing prayer. Mm 
And so you can be walking, talking, you can be talking, uh, driving, you can be talking to somebody else and just be praying, Lord, I just pray for them right now as they're, maybe they're telling me a story about something that's not going well in their life. And so you just have an attitude of prayer throughout the day. And, and I wish I could say that I do that every single day. I have to consciously make an effort because the world and the things of this, the cares of the world just kind of crowd in the busyness of the day, the activities that I have going on. They, they crowd out my quiet time with God. So there, there's not a specific posture, although it's wonderful to be on your knees or it's wonderful to be on your face or it's wonderful uh, if you're in bed at night going to sleep, you're, you're just, you're contemplating the Lord, it's quiet time and so on. Uh, I, I have a big comfortable leather chair at home and I love to be in that place while I'm reading my Bible, while I'm praying, but I can't carry my big leather chair around wherever I go. So I have to have the attitude in my heart, right? So yeah, don't let anything get in the way and cloud the relationship with God. He's always wanting to hear from us. That's awesome. All right. Next one. This one's more personal. How have you seen God answer prayers in your own life? What did that do for your faith? Well, I don't know about Pastor Mike, but for me, Emily, I think prayer is something that grows in your life, kind of like learning how to share your faith. It's something that's not automatic. You get better at it the more you do it, like a muscle, if you will. I would say to you, just uh, if I would just unzip my heart just a little bit, I would say that it's only been the last eight to ten years that my wife and I have had a great time together in prayer. All those years, we've married 40 years. And I mean, we prayed, we prayed all the time. But it wasn't with a sense of earnestness and intentionality um, and any structure to it. Bern and I try, because of our schedules, we try and in the mornings have a time of praying together for individuals. We have a little prayer journal or notebook, if you will, that way you can watch how God has answered. Remember I said, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, and it's, it's no, and sometimes it's not now. That little journal has helped us to see how God has answered our prayer uh, over the years in different things. When you're a young Christian, uh, it's fun to see God listen to you and answer your prayer. Very quickly, Emily, when I was a baby Christian, just a couple of months old in the Lord, I was working at a restaurant up in LaConnor called the Lighthouse Inn. And uh, my parents uh, were glad that I had, you know, become a Christian, but they weren't too sure about all this earnestness, honestly. They warmed up to it a little bit later. But once, when I was up uh, at, at the Lighthouse Inn working as a waiter, a lady choked on a prime rib sandwich that I had served her. And I had just been up in the waiter's station uh, the week before, and I had read all the literature that's on the wall. And this lady started choking on her on her food. And uh, I was able to help her to get that food, that piece of meat, out of her mouth. The result of that ended up in her husband came the next day and helped me financially to be able to go to Bible school I had told my then Pastor Bill, Bill, you know, I'm a young Christian. I, I, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I think I want to serve him as much as I can with my life, maybe a missionary, maybe even a pastor. And Bill said to me, where the will of God is leading you, the provisions of God will follow you. Yes. And to this day, I can still remember that. And so 
that gentleman that day gave me a check for helping his wife out. And I could hardly wait to go home and, first of all, tell my parents. But second of all, I wanted to go back to Pastor Bill Whalen and say, Bill, did you know that where the will of God is leading you, the provisions of God will follow? And I've been praying, God, how am I going to get to Bible school? How am I going to get there? To watch God answer your prayers is uh, it's, it's a journey. It's, you step out. And some people have never, ever, ever stepped out of the boat and truly said, I don't know where this boat's going, but, I, but I'm getting in this boat and I'm going to step out. I'm going to follow you, God, in this. So prayer is just saying, God, it's you and me in this, this adventure to, together. And, and uh, um, anyways, that's, that's one of the personal things that happened to me as a young Christian, watching God provide for me as a baby Christian. That's so cool. And I've seen God just work in my life where I've, I've prayed not knowing how it, it could turn out positive, and I've seen it turn out positive, and I knew it was God. And so I've seen over and over his faithfulness. Uh, he doesn't always answer. Like Pastor Mitch said, um, his answer sometimes is yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's just wait. But I know that he has my best interest in view always, and I have seen him work over and over. So my faith grows every time I see him working in my life, answering prayer, not always the way I want him to. Uh, It can be a no, but that's an answer from God. He knows best, and I'm the child. He's my heavenly father. I'm trusting him. I love that. I can remember being a young Christian as well, brand new Christian, and I had a little baby boy and trying to figure out what it meant to follow the Lord. And like you were saying, Mitch, it's, there's nothing quite like having a prayer specifically answered. Like you pray for something and see exactly how God meets that need. And, uh, it's exhilarating. It's exhilarating. And it's, you know, that's one of the ways that he's been so kind to us to remind us of who he is and his presence with us and his, um, his love for us is the way that he, and uh, like you said, not always with, a yes, but the way that he specifically does answer the prayers we have. And yeah, that's another reason why I love keeping a prayer journal as well. So I can see exactly what he does and I can keep track of what he's doing. Um, and it's fun to, to take your pen and put a little check mark by yeah. that one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Lord. You answered that prayer six months ago. I prayed for that. Yeah, exactly. All right. So our last prayer question, um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but maybe this could be on the little more practical side. Um, how can we cultivate a life of prayer? What are your best tips for people who maybe feel that they forget to pray or they feel really busy or different things like that? Yeah, Pastor Mike was, uh, gave that verse earlier about pray without ceasing. So you don't have to have a prayer time to have a prayer life. Mm-hmm. You can be praying, just talking to God at any time, at any place, literally, literally in the shower. You can talk to God. <laughs> Right there. You can be driving your truck to work in the mornings. You can talk to God right there. He's not more at church. He's not, his presence isn't more at the church at 867 Southwest Camino Drive as he is in your own living room. He's there. So cultivate a lifestyle of prayer, always praying, talking to God, ongoing conversation. But for me, what has helped, I always tell young people that when I was a, a youth pastor, uh, the journal. The journal has really helped to stay on track. And then create a habit of a certain time. It could be the morning. It could be the evening before bed. Uh, make some time. Carve out 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. 
or even start with five minutes. Start someplace mm-hmm. and, and have a regular time that this time is going to be set apart for God and me just to talk where it's quiet and still. I can arrest my thoughts and think clearly. Uh, so the journal, a regular time, and even a regular place. Mike talked about a chair in his, in his home. I, I have one too. It's the same thing for me. Set a place where it's quiet. And there's a lot of great books on prayer too, I would say. Um, all that can, can help you kind of jumpstart your prayer life. You know, there's a, another aspect as well. That's, that's kind of the intentional side of it. And you need to be intentional about prayer. Otherwise, a week's gone by and you've not prayed. So you need to be intentional. But I've also found if I have somebody pop in my mind, I just, I've learned I need to be praying for them. Uh, it may be that I wake up in the middle of the night and there's a person that comes to mind or some family members or a situation at work or what have you. And I've come to learn that oftentimes God will put something on my mind for me to be praying about it. And then I'll find out, maybe I haven't talked to that person in a long time, and I'll find out a week later when I do connect with them that, hey, I really was going through something last week. And it'll come to mind, you know what? I remember waking up and thinking about them, and I did pray for them at the time. So you don't always know the spiritual side of what God is doing uh, in the backgrounds of our life. And so when people come to mind, pray for them. Pray for your, your spouse. Pray for your children, your grandchildren, whoever it might be, your neighbors. Pray for people's salvation as well, people that you work with. Uh, so there's some intentionality, but there's also a spon- spontaneity that can come with it as well. And I think going along with what uh, Pastor Mitch and I are talking about as far as just having uh, prayer without ceasing in your life, it doesn't always have to be formal. It can be a formal prayer where you're you're making time and you're coming before God and you have these petitions and you're asking him to do something or asking him, uh, you know, if he would intervene in somebody's life for their salvation, let's say. Uh, but there's also a time where you just have that ongoing conversation like we've been talking about. And that's not a point where you say, amen, like I'm done. Mm-hmm. You just kind of keep the conversation open-ended. That Maybe that's when you're driving or you're going throughout your day, uh, just praying. And and so it's it's right on the surface. It's not a deep thing where I have to go to a specific place to pray or a certain attitude. It's just Pray without ceasing throughout the day. I love that. I um, just last week was can't remember where I saw it, but some a mom was talking about how to cultivate like little moments of prayer to be praying without ceasing, and talked about ideas like if you're a mom and you're folding laundry, you're praying over your kids or and your husband as you're folding their laundry, or your uh, as you're driving to work, you're praying for your workplace and your coworkers and the people you're going to serve through that day, or just connecting little moments of prayer to the tasks that you're already doing to kind of um, just kind of bolster up your prayer life and add those moments of prayer through your day in the places where maybe you don't have time to set aside 30 minutes each day to pray, things like that. We all, all, all seem to have kind of a mundane task every so often. You're sitting at the doctor's office for 45 minutes waiting for the the name to be called. And so use those mundane times to be praying. And all of a sudden it becomes extremely productive time when you're really being held a captive audience to, to nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a mundane thing in life. Maybe it is like you said, washing dishes or it's mowing the lawn or it's just whatever you do. That's, you don't feel like it's very fruitful in the grander scheme of life. That's a great time to be praying. Mm, it sure is. Do you remember uh, when Aaron preached a couple of Sundays ago, he talked about, when he's at a restaurant, 
you guys know where I'm going yeah. with this. He's at a restaurant and um, the food comes and he says, before he takes one bite, he says, turns to the waitress or the waiter and says, hey, you know, my wife and I are going to pray in just a second. Thank you, God, for our food. Is there any, anything in your life that we can be praying for? Talk about being spontaneous. I know, Talk I about that. being intentional. Finding those ways of bringing prayer into just the everydayness of life. It's a win. It's yeah. a win. I love that. Well, those are all of our questions on prayer. Now, I know you both have been here before, so you'll be familiar with this question. But we always ask at the end of each podcast, this, is, this being the Living in Hope podcast, we always ask whoever we're interviewing um, what hope means to them. Now, I know for me, I've been on here a couple of times and my answers changed <laughs> each time. So I'd love to hear from each of you what hope means to you. You know, to me, without hope, you're just aimlessly going through your routine in life. And one day is no better than the next day. How do you feel at the moment? And you're not really driven. I like to know that I have a lot of hope. And even if today is not a good day, I have extreme hope in Christ. I have a Bible that tells me how life is going to play out, how it's going to play out in my specific life if I'm following him. So even if finances aren't good or a relationship's not good or the weather's not good or whatever's not good, I know it's all going to work out awesome. I get to spend all of eternity with him. So I keep the grand perspective and the grand view. There's extreme hope for the believer because God has promised that to his children. I love that. Thank you. Mm. That's good stuff. John 10, 10, uh, Jesus says, the thief has come to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Hope reminds me, Emily, that uh, this world, uh, this bod pod that we're all walking around in, uh, this is just the dress rehearsal for life everlasting. Hope that we have, the ultimate rock, is the hope that we have that one day we will be uh, in heaven forever. This is a, a temporary dwelling. This is a tent that we're all camping out in for a season. Uh, James says it's a vapor. So um, like what, what Pastor Mike said, you know, holding on to the big picture. This is, uh, this is just the dress rehearsal for everything that's coming in the future. And that's why for the Christian, we can have joy, down deep joy. See, happiness is based upon the circumstances of life, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can get a flat tire going home this afternoon. Am I happy about that? Nope, I am not happy about that. But I still have my joy because joy is, is uh, the bedrock. It's, it's, it's your anchor that's hooked onto the bedrock of the big picture, like Pastor Mike was saying. That's why the Apostle Paul, in the book of Philippians, he, he says, count it all joy. Here he is in prison writing about joy. Yeah. You can have joy, and joy brings hope. I love that. Well, thanks you guys so much for being here today. I'm so glad you're able to make it. And I think our listeners are really going to get a lot from what you guys have had to share today. Very good. Thanks, Emily. Thank you, Emily. Thanks for what you do. A big thank you to Pastor Mitch and Pastor Mike for sharing your thoughts today on prayer. Prayer doesn't look a certain way. 
It doesn't have a specific place or time it needs to happen. Prayer is not reserved for pastors or the super religious. Prayer is for the everyday, normal person, for you and for me. We get to talk with God anytime, any place, about anything. And he listens, cares, and is acting in our lives. We may not see it in the moment or understand why the answers we get are not what we were hoping for. But he answers nonetheless, and he loves us so much and has great plans for our lives. So be encouraged, my friends, and let's grow our prayer lives. I hope you know how much your Father loves you today. And don't forget to share this podcast with someone. And as always, keep tuning in. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and be intentional this week about your prayer time.